0: Hi, I'm Dr. Karen Becker, and today we're so happy that Genevieve Frederick is here. Celia Sue nominated Genevieve for a Game Changer Award, and she's joining us today to tell us more about the amazing work that she is doing and how she became inspired to start her platform. So thank you, Genevieve, for joining us, and congratulations
1: on your Game Changer Award. Thank you. What a pleasure and a surprise that Mm. um, we were awarded this um, prestigious award. Thank you. Thank you. Um, just so that you, your audience know, I'm the founder and president of Feeding Pets of the Homeless. We were awarded a nonprofit 501 C3 in 2008. We provide pet food. And emergency veterinary care to pets that belong to homeless people across the country and into Canada. Mm.
0: So wonderful and so needed, Genevieve. Tell us about if you became a 501c3 nonprofit in 2008, you probably were inspired by something prior to that. Can you give us just a little bit of background about where you? How you identified this massive need, and then in turn, how you started the organization.
1: I was on a trip to New York City, and I saw a gentleman with a dog laying at his side. Um, he he didn't look like he was panhandling, and the dog was not on a leash or had a collar. But the dog was right there with him, yeah. and i i had I've seen people homeless people before, but like so many other Americans, we just kind of put blinders on. They become an invisible entity, a part of our society that people ignore, and they become very isolated. But what caught my eye was the dog. And So when I came back to my hometown, I started doing a little investigating and I called a number of national coalitions that work with homeless. And I asked them how many homeless are out there with animals. And their response was something like five, 10%. Nobody really knew. And we still don't really have any hard statistics on that. But I came back and I thought, how is this guy feeding this dog when he can hardly take care of himself for whatever reason that he became homeless? So um, I had kind of an aha moment where I thought, hey, I could help feed these animals. If I could get businesses to be a donation site and then take that pet food to a local soup bank or to a food bank, Um, then that's how the food would get distributed. So a woman like myself wouldn't go to the food bank directly, but would take it to my groomer, my uh, veterinary hospital, some kind of a, a business. And so that's what my thought was. So from there, I started the program in 2008. It evolved and we keep adding programs to Mm. our, with the support of all of our donors. We couldn't do it without them. Just to give you an idea, since 2008, we've spent over $2 million Mm. just on veterinary care. So the homeless do not, we don't give them money. The money the the invoices are paid directly to our hospitals at time of service. Mm -hmm. Right now, we have um, over a thousand hospitals across the country that we have worked with. And we're adding new ones every day because when a homeless person calls us and they don't have transportation, we need to find a hospital that'll work with us that this person and their ill or injured dog can walk to or get a ride from a friend. So that's, that's, you know, that's it in a nutshell, nutshell.
0: And and (sighs) so first of all, I admire the passion in people like you that you have a vision or an idea in your brain. And then you're, you think a brilliant thought, like I'm going to try and provide medical care and food for dogs and cats that need it. And people, um, homeless people are people in situations that they didn't expect to find themselves in their animals are oftentimes their lifeline. Oh, and, and so you caring for their lifeline for many people, it's why they are still on this earth. They, they love this animal more than they love themselves. You caring for what they care about is such An important piece of caring for them, but then you had to put into place all of the steps to then finally provide that care and I can't imagine. All that went into you working out the system to where it finally worked, but God bless you, you did it and it's working so you have more than a thousand veterinary clinics around North America, that you can then plug the recipients, the, the patients that need medical care into these hospitals. And then you also have volunteer transport sometimes if, if needed. And then you pay the animal hospital directly. So if there was a, for anyone listening or reading a couple different things I want to uh, talk about. A, how do people help support you? But B, if people come across an animal and a human in need, that that couple, Where do they go, Genevieve, to learn more about how to utilize these services if needed?
1: Okay, so um, I'll kind of back into your questions. We, if somebody sees somebody on the streets with an animal and even if the animal looks healthy, they can tell this person, there's an organization out there that will take your call and we do answer the phone. It's not something you sign up for on the website, although you can go through our website, which is petsofthehomeless.org, or you can call us direct at 775-841-7463. We do an interview, one of our case managers. If you're if you're calling and your animal sick or ill. Our case manager will take that call. They will do an interview. We will verify homelessness either by um, the manager at a homeless shelter or a manager at a food bank or a soup kitchen or a police officer or a social worker. There's all kinds of ways that we can verify that this person is truly homeless. And then we will identify a hospital we will pre-approve an exam and the hospital is expecting a call from this homeless person to set up the appointment. Mm. As you know, right now, appointments are being pushed out two weeks unless unless it's a true emergency. Mm-hmm. If it's an earache or a, a tooth that needs to be pulled, or, or but if it's a a laceration or, you know, there's a loss of blood and the animal is really, really ill and it could die. Yeah, That is where um, we will try to get them in as quickly as possible. So Um, wonderful. We have distributed, our donation sites have taken over 782 tons of pet food and supplies. Mm. Um, And I want to to be clear that the pet food goes to low income as well as the homeless so if you're a family that goes to a food bank to get food always ask if they have cat food dog food or cat litter whatever your needs are for your family unit and you know these animals when we when we talk to the homeless that call us they're they are just they're so guilty because they don't have the resources to right. help their best friend, their companion, that, that little bundle of fur that provides them with protection, especially if you're a woman with warmth, unconditional love, yeah. and they are nonjudgmental. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's, you know, it's a pleasure for me every day coming to work and being able to help these people and their animals, because yeah. we are helping these people. And
0: I was, you know, my, my second question is what, what, there's a lot of reasons why it, it, you would be inspired to get out of bed every day, looking at the depth and the breadth of the homelessness issue in North America and the number of those homeless people that have animals Those animals are their best friends. There's a tremendous amount uh, that you are contributing to keeping those humans filled with hope because you are fixing their animals. There's this direct correlation of keeping them afloat and supported by supporting and undergirding the physical health of their animals and nourishing their animals. There, of course, is so much to be appreciative for. But I have to assume that. On, on a bigger picture, you can see the unbelievable impact you're having on the human associated with that dog or cat. I'm, I can only imagine that you're able to step back and really take a deep breath and, and see the importance of this really critical work.
1: It, that is so true. <laughs> Every day, all of our staff, yeah. uh, they're very um, uh, compassionate, about their jobs, because they know they are helping these pets and these humans. Yeah, yeah, it's, you know, if if there's one thing that I could reach out to tell the world is that please do not prejudge these homeless people. Mm -hmm. You don't know how they got there. There Mm -hmm. are hundreds of reasons that brought them into homelessness. And once they're in homelessness, it is pretty difficult to get out. It's yeah. a struggle every single day. And when you have a pet, that struggle even is more so. Oh. Because a lot of the homeless shelters don't allow pets. Yeah. A lot of you know motels, hotels, um, they just don't allow pets. Uh, we found that a lot of our clients are living in their vehicles. Mm-hmm. The top re- the top um, situations that they live in is in their vehicle. The next one is in a tent and mm-hmm. the next one is living on the streets. Mm-hmm. So it's and what what's happening right now in the country, evictions are starting yes. and we are getting desperate phone calls every single day. I'm going to be evicted. I have no transportation. I have nowhere to go. I have two dogs, one cat, whatever the situation is for them. And uh, they're reaching out to us because they don't know what to do. And there's so few shelters that will allow pets that, you know, our advice is call Salvation Army, call yeah. Catholic Charities, call these other organizations in your own community. Mm-hmm. And, and you're not alone. There yeah. are going to be, well, I read somewhere, there's going to be 3.5 million people homeless once this starts rolling out. And I it breaks my heart.
0: It's It's devastating. And yet these people are... our our friends are there. We've got people in our circles that we know are in these progressively darker situations, their commitment to their animal is unwavering and they will not abandon their animals. And that's, that's emotional topic for me because there are a lot of people that do abandon their animals. And oftentimes the people you see on the street that have made the commitment that no matter what, they are not going to leave or forsake their dog. Those people are oftentimes not taking hotels or motels or free services because they refuse to abandon their animal. And that is so admirable and so necessary for us to support those people because they are making an incredible sacrifice for their dog or their cat or their animals. And so us being able to support them when they need it is a really important piece of us doing our part of helping this miserable situation that we are in with our homeless epidemic. And you're doing that. And I love that you're doing that. Do you have a network of volunteers across North America, Genevieve, or how are you how do you how do you undergird and support such a massive network in so many different states and provinces.
1: Well, we have a volunteer coordinator who helps people. Um, finding out what what do you want to do as a volunteer for our organization? Mm -hmm. Do you want to have a pet food drive? Do you in your neighborhood? Or are you a business that would like to be a donation site? Are you somebody that would help out at one of our sponsored wellness clinics across the country? Um, Are you somebody that would like to recruit donation sites in your community Mm -hmm. and then collect that pet food, count it, weigh it, and then take it to a homeless shelter or food bank or a a church that has a a pantry or wherever that pet food can be distributed. Mm -hmm. So there's um, many ways that volunteers can help us. They can um, have peer-to-peer fundraising. You know, Mm -hmm. ask your friends, hey, I just donated $10 to Feeding Pets of the Homeless. Will you match my $10? And that's what it's all about. We don't take any government funding. All of our money comes from individuals, companies, and private foundations. So um, Mm -hmm. we're, we're very thankful and grateful for all of those People that have opened up their hearts and feel what we do is important and they want to support us. And we are we we love hearing from them and and talking to our supporters as well Mm. as anybody that needs our help. Yeah.
0: Um, So I think that this awareness interview really applies to everyone. If you are blessed enough to not be homeless. And if you have more money than time, financial donations are of course a godsend. If you are not homeless and you have more time than money, then partnering with a food bank, doing a fundraiser, participating, you know sharing your time by helping, is a great way to support this mission. And of course, if if we know people that have animals in need, then of course you are able to, to plug them into appropriate medical resources. So there is a place for everyone listening to this interview to be able to plug in where, wherever they can best serve. I am so thankful that This is your mission and what an important mission it is. I'm so thankful that Cecilia Sue nominated you and it is my honor to be able to help you get the word out for this really important mission that you're doing. I'm so thankful that you have taken a few minutes this morning to help our listeners and readers understand more about this need and the important work that you're doing. And congratulations again on your nomination.
1: Thank you.